Hey everybody, welcome back to Arcade Cozy, Cozy's Game Room on the internet. My name is Chris. My name is Corey. And we are here again. Yes. Coming back on once nice again. Fall another day. Week. It's wonderful outside. It is a very cozy atmosphere here yeah. in the south of the states. We've um, been um the recent hurricane as like mm-hmm. as nasty as it's been um that whatever that whole air current pressure yep. system that like kind of pushed that through came through here and kicked off a season of fall around here that has been incredibly lovely. sorely needed sorely needed. yeah because up until it came through it was like 95 degrees so yeah well it's nice to actually be in october and be like wow it's fall compared to previous years where it's october and i'm like i'm dying it's 100 degrees like please just make it stop kind of a thing and yeah it's, yeah. Just, it's just nice having actual fall during yeah fall. yeah yeah we don't get those very often so like so yeah i mean it's it's supposed to warm up a little but not like too much, much before it mm-hmm. kind of drops back down again. So it'll be, it looks like the end's in sight. It looks like I love a it. nice little cool breeze of stuff happening. It's great. I can yeah. actually dress now too. Uh, you can get dressed? Well, it's in the summer is like, okay, I'm wearing shorts and a t-shirt because otherwise I might die of a heat stroke. Yeah, that's true. And now it's like, okay, I can wear jeans. Oh, I can wear some nicer boots. Oh, I can do a long sleeve shirt, maybe a jean jacket. Like, you know, I'm mixing and matching. I'm having some fun. And oh, yeah, yeah, um, I got you. Okay, okay, you know, whatever. <laughs> just rain on my parade. I'm just trying to en- enjoy what what the season is offering me. You can oh, I love it. All you want. Yeah, no, no, I love it. I love it. It's great. It's great. Sorry. That was the wrong You're, one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, see, see, that's karma. <laughs> um, well, Corey, have you, been, have you been playing anything fun? Have you been playing fun I, things? I have been playing some fun things, actually. I've been playing um, a lot of fun things, in my opinion. Um, I think uh, off the top, though, because um, I know you've played it as well, so I want to get in mm-hmm. on this topic. Uh, Tunic dropped yep. this past week on uh, the remaining platforms. Yeah, and um, yep. And so I I read into it a little, and I'd seen there were some performance issues on the Switch, uh-huh. and I think that would have been my preferred option to play it there, but with. Um, just people being like, it just doesn't run super well. I picked it up on the PlayStation and man, oh man, what a, what a game we have here. Yeah. Um, I am a delightful fan of this game. Uh, do you want to tell our listeners kind of what Tunic's all about though? Well, before we do, let's, um, let's talk about one big thing. That happened this week, Corey. That oh, you okay. would be we we would be remiss not to not to discuss because it is rocking the landscape in a way that has never been rocked before. Google Stadia. Is oh. announced. It will be closing down. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're we got to talk about it, Corey. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, Google announced that um, Stadia, their their cloud streaming gaming service that they launched a mere three years ago, back in 2019. Um, Has it been that long? Yeah, it's been that long. I guess wow. the COVID like kind of kind of makes time yeah. compressing on itself. Weird. Um, but yeah, they announced. I mean, after a series of signs in the clouds they announced they were shutting it down refunding people who had purchased it um and it's like i mean it's not a super surprising thing um i think because stadia never really had like much of any sort of momentum but um Mm -hmm. let's i mean let's take a moment and pay our respects Corey. what's your favorite stadia memory um, I, it's shutting down, I guess. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Corey, calm down. This is, uh, this is a respectful time. I mean, it's a... I'd be respectful. Yeah. <laughs> 
it's a yeah i mean it's a tough thing because yep. the biggest the the biggest struggle is just we don't we don't have the infrastructure for that for something no. that's so dedicated mm-hmm. to something like that yeah. because like having something cuz it's even different than streaming one-way content where it's yeah. just like hey we're going to like you're going to stream this movie and it's just going to play like whenever you're having to stream a game that is then supposed to be receiving your inputs and like all of this kind of stuff like it's very it's a lot of stuff that we just don't have the infrastructure for. Plus, I mean, it takes like even just the idea of streaming movies took mm-hmm. a while. Like, yep. love my sister to death. She's not a hundred years old, but she only just got Netflix in like the last year. Like not just Netflix, just like Wild. the first streaming. She was just watching cable. Like, I mean, like a retiree. Dinosaur. Just a, who, yeah. I mean, what is this? Um, and it was like, I don't know. I mean, I think it's a, it is a, like, I, I will go on record as saying like, I'm a little kind of, uh, I'm not much of a progressive in this sense in that, like, mm-hmm. I like my games physical. I want Same. it in my hand. I don't mm-hmm. want like, I, I love, I think the accessibility of cloud streaming is great like awesome i think it like allows for more people to be able to access that without like super expensive consoles and things like that but me personally like it doesn't doesn't like hurt me too much to see stadia like losing in that respect because it's not like it's not like i was just really rooting for it um and it is something that like you know, I think we'll come eventually. I mean, there are plenty of, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, uh, Xbox has their cloud thing. Yeah. Even Sony, like, it's not, like, great, great, but they have remote play um, that's, like, good. Sorry, I had to, my, my cat fell. <laughs> trying to unplug your headset, man. Yeah. Um, the... But I mean, even like remote play, like they're, they're mm. small uses that I think people, and I think that that's going to be the big thing is like, it's going to take time. It's going to take people yep. using it on other platforms in small increments in different ways before they're going to be able to accept, oh, this is how I can play all games now. Yep. And also too, we're going to have to have better internet mm-hmm. at that point. Like whenever that comes, the infrastructure has got to be better or it's just not going to happen. No, no so, I, I I agree with that, and it's one of those things where it's tough to say that it came too soon because the technology is there, but your point on the infrastructure and the accessibility of like the tools to make that a seamless process is difficult to find, and so it, I feel like Stadia ran into the COVID issue of the age-old excuse at this point of supply chain issue. Um with new consoles coming out and all of that craze, it just kind of fell behind in yep. all the other aspects. Um, it feels like, and then also with the rise of, I think the steam deck, which is a, a different idea of what Stadia is trying to do, but also that is just a mobile PC, which changes how gaming is played in that aspect too. Yep. It, it's one of those things like if Stadia was to come out in maybe two years, I think it would have been far more successful because now you're starting to see, in my opinion, with the Steam Deck and a couple of other things coming down uh, the line of like that is a possibility to succeed, but it just came too soon for, I think, the people's taste. Um, yeah. yeah. And And I think it's also like, you know, I've seen a number of articles kind of mention this and, and I agree in this sense. Like I think Google, Google taking the route of we're going to go straight to consumer. We're going to create a consumer product was the wrong move for something Mm -hmm. like this. Like if they were to come out with a traditional console, like it still would be an uphill battle like to convince people to buy into that ecosystem and everything. But they, where they should have, because yeah, you're right. Like their, 
their technology is sound. It wasn't mm-hmm. too early in that respect because they could do it. It's just the work in between, between yeah. them and the end user needed to be laid better. And they probably could have put that money and that effort into paving that way and yep. letting the technology for it like yes. progress. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, so yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a weird thing um that happened and uh it's it's sad that like because i know some people i mean i imagine there were some people who were like really into stadia and they were like this is gonna be the next thing like i'm playing destiny on my stadia and i'm playing i think didn't cyberpunk come out on stadia was it cyberpunk i know uh, resident evil village came out on stadia okay Uh, didn't death stranding go to stadia am i making that up I think uh, I did hear something right. that um, I think there was supposed to be a plan for a Hideo Kojima's Death Stranding follow-up game exclusive to Stadia. Maybe that uh, Stranding was maybe. also on Stadia. I think, but I know there there's been a light leak of Death Stranding Two is currently in production. Um, yeah, under Sony is what I've seen. Well, I don't think it was supposed to be. I think it was supposed to be like a small chapter, DLC. like not oh, okay. a not a sequel, but like a like a standalone experience that was gotcha. um, that, kind of that, honestly that would check out. Yeah, um, which I at least from what I read, Google ended up not wanting to do it because it was going to be single player only. They wanted it to be some sort of like big multiplayer something experience now he's doing Um, it with xbox because all of his interviews are like xbox's cloud gaming right now is yeah that's what he's pushing yeah i'm looking through far cry 6 it's on there Mm -hmm. um bloodstained a lot of other stuff the the big negative thing that apparently came out of it dragon quest 11 Corey, you can play it um yeah, the big negative though is that apparently a number of the developers just didn't didn't hear about it until Google announced it publicly. They were like, "Yeah, my game was supposed mm-hmm. to come out on Stadia yeah. in two days, and this is the first that I'm hearing about." <laughs> so, um, one of them being, I'm actually really curious if it's going to be anywhere else because I um, there's a game called Tangle Tower that is yeah come came out yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, on Stadia, I don't know if it's somewhere Sadly. else though, because I remember seeing this in some sort of presentation, and it looked really cool. Um, sorry, I'm just going down a rabbit hole here. You're good. You're good. Um, Tangle Tower, Corey. Okay, it's going to be on. It's on Switch and Xbox One and PS4. Okay, so we're good. We're good. There All you, right. There you go. Um, okay. Well, do you have anything more about Stadia? Not really. Um, I mean, I was joking about it being like, oh, this is my favorite memory of it. It, it is sad because I think it is a cool tool and a more accessible yeah. way to potentially play games if like the environment's right. It's just so hard to get that environment like set. Um, but I think it's a very neat idea that I could see them coming back on in a couple of years and being like, well, we've improved it. There's now, um, I mean, the word we've been using is like the infrastructure in place on like the user side to like make this thing really hum at a good yep. level. Um, we're releasing Stadia 2, but we're also releasing like a console version of this as well as maybe if like with Google Internet is um, we're offering like deals and stuff to make this like easier for everyone. like. The potential's there. They just have to go back into the lab and tweak it for a bit and maybe wait a little bit. But yeah, um, yeah. other than that, it doesn't really change the gaming hemisphere too much. I don't yeah. think. Because um, you still have the three pillars of Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo, and Stadia was probably just a nuisance to them. Yeah. Well, and I imagine it was probably a headache for some developers to get some of that, like to have to account Mm. for that. And maybe it's not, I don't know. And maybe it's pretty similar to just putting it on steam or I I don't know. Um, but you know, I imagine like having one less thing to have to think about is probably nice. Um, but yeah, who knows? Um, I guess it, I mean, it, 
and for all we know, I mean, it could signal, I mean, Xbox, PlayStation, they could maybe want to pull back a little bit on cloud streaming because of it, because they're maybe. worried about it. I don't, I don't know. Or maybe they're just like, eh, it sucks for you. We're doing great. I think it's probably that for them. Like, <laughs> sweet. <laughs> we know it doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, Corey, um, that's it for today's show. Uh, yeah. we had a, we had a find great me one. over on, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, no tunic. tunic. You want to talk about tunic? I, I want, want to talk about Tunic. Um, yeah. So, tun- so uh, tu- you wanted me to explain Tunic? Yeah. Is that what you wanted? I mean, okay. I can explain if you want, but <laughs> I just want just um, to let your smooth talking voice um, oh, break down this little Fox game. Um, so, Tunic is a game that came out earlier this year for Xbox, mm-hmm. I guess PC too, only just came out on Switch and uh playstation whatnot it's it is effectively like an old school kind of like zelda like yeah. mm-hmm. game um rather than the top-down perspective it's like an isometric thing but it's very much that stuff where it's like yeah find these like keys and you, now you got this new gear you got a mm-hmm. you got a hook shot you got a sword you got a shield like you got all this kind of stuff and the biggest difference here, I mean, for one, you're a fox. That's, yes. I mean, that's huge. That's you're a, a cute massive fox difference. With a yeah. cow. Um, but the, I mean, the biggest thing about it is that it effectively is like playing a game in another language. It's, yes. it is like you bought the, it's, you're not, you're a, uh, natural English speaking individual and you bought a game in Japanese where yep. the it's all symbols and like you're just trying to get basic information and you can't you're reading this sign and you don't even know what it says and like and that is the game that's the whole game like mm-hmm. it doesn't tell you where to go you're having to piece this stuff together through like as you're going along in the game you're you're finding these pages to make up what is effectively like a, an in-game instruction manual, like styled as like old, you know, old school pack in manuals where it would tell you basic things like, Oh, press this button. It'll do this. And it would also have maps to some of the dungeons and give you some tips and things like Mm -hmm. that. And it's kind of how it's kind of the only way you learn how to play the game. Like there is stuff in like, let me say from the outset, like I, I am loving playing tunic, um, partially because of that approach to things. Like it's not something that I think works in every game or could work in every game, but like, it reminds me of whenever I played the witness because like Mm -hmm. the witness, Mm -hmm. the entire thing with the witness is like, you can, go anywhere you can solve any puzzle right from the start you are not gated by unlocking this thing or doing this thing or whatever you are gated entirely by knowledge like if you don't know how to do it like you come up to this puzzle and you don't know the rules of how to solve it you're not going to figure it out but you could you could luck into it you could draw a line and do whatever and now you're now you're in this whole area that you have that you weren't supposed to be in. And Tunic is very much the same way where like there are a couple of limitations. Like there are a couple of gates where it's like you have to have this tool yep. um, to progress. But by and large, there are significant areas of the game, skills, things that you can do that you really like you could do from the very start. Yeah. The only reason you're not doing it is because you don't know that you can do it. Like you don't know that you can, you know, from everything as small as like, there would be times where I would explore this whole dungeon and do this whole thing and get to the end. And it would pop me out on some secret path near this place Mm -hmm. that I had been walking by a hundred times. And it wasn't blocked. There wasn't, it's just, I didn't know the path was there. I couldn't see it. I I had no clue. And like the thought of, I could have just walked down backwards through this whole thing is crazy. But then at the same time, there's other stuff where it's like there, I mean, I'm not going to 
spoil anything from it, but like, you know, like there'll be an object that you can interact with in a very specific way, Mm -hmm. but you don't know how to do it until you see in the manual. It's like, oh, have you seen these objects? Do this. And now all of a sudden you're doing these other things. And it's like, it's, I think it's a really, I think that approach is really compelling because it makes you feel like you're not being artificially gated by Mm -hmm. like i can't get over here just because i don't have this tool like all i need is this one thing and i could get over here and again there's a little bit of that but by and large it's a thing where you're really just piecing this information together you're going through you're learning even even down to like what do some of the items do or what do some of these charms do the only way you learn that, I mean, yeah, you can equip it, but you're not getting any sort of like visual indication. It's like, oh, I, I equip this charm, and now what? Like, yeah, what is it doing? You, you have to, like, you have to find that page that's like, oh, here are all the charms, and like this one does this, and like, but even still, even in the instruction manual, it's written in another language, so you're not getting a full picture. You're having to like, and I think that is one potential downside of tunic is that i think that tunic relies on you as a player knowing the language of video games like being able to look at that and piece together like because some of it is just like it's an arrow or it's like a symbol Mm -hmm. and it's something that like okay if you even as simple as like okay it says it's a it's a line drawing to this thing and it's an icon of a sword and then an arrow up and you're like okay so if i equip that i'm gonna do more damage like that's that's the connection in your brain whereas like somebody who doesn't play games very often like there there would be more of that disconnect and solving some of those things may be a little bit more difficult um but yeah i don't know i am thoroughly enjoying it and i'm very much enjoying like I don't know. I'm enjoying the mystery mm-hmm, of it. Mm-hmm. Like it's a very mysterious world. Everything that's going on. Like it's very, you know, there isn't, it has as much narrative as any old school Zelda game. Like it, not much in that respect, but so much of it is kind of on the back end where you're figuring out what is the lore of all of this? Who are mm-hmm. you? Like, what is the mystery here? And you're effectively trying to, piece everything together and solve it. And it's very, I don't know, it's, it, it feels very empowering to play in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it feels like you're actually like in a similar way to the witness. Like I felt brilliant when I played the witness because yeah. I felt like it was all on me. I was like, I was like, I got to figure that, like, I gotta, I gotta think through this. And then you do it. And like, it's amazing. Like the only thing you're being limited by is like, can you figure this out? And when you're flipping through that manual and you're like, there it is. That's what I'm looking for. All right. That's, that's where I need to go. This is this thing. This is what I was looking for. It makes you feel like a, a right old detective, if you will, Corey. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm very much enjoying it. Same. I mean, I th- you've hit all the nails with on the head or uh, with the hammer or however the saying goes. <laughs> um, no, you I swung mean, those hammers and those nails. From for me, this game reminds me so much, and I think when I first texted you, it reminds me a lot of Death's Door, but just yep. the inverse yep. of um, the tone and atmosphere of Death's Door. This is very bright. It feels very whimsical. Um, yeah. I think it also reminds me a little bit of Outer Wild, so much of like yep. you, you are like figuring out what's going on. Like it is. There, it is up to you to piece everything together, similar to how you were saying. Yeah, and um, yeah, so one to also, I mean, sorry, I no, go ahead. just what while you were at that point, I mean, and very similar concept to Outer Wilds in that sense, where like Outer Wilds again, you can start the very beginning of the game and solve the entire mystery, you're not mm-hmm. locked out from anything, it's just it's all knowledge, it's all exploring piecing stuff together and building that knowledge so that you can actually figure out what you're doing. Yes. And, uh, I think so far through tunic, it has been a wonderful experience just to, like you find pieces to the manual and I don't think I'm wrong in saying this, but there's more pieces of the manual that you find more words are like uncovered in previous pages. 
at least I feel like I've noticed that. Maybe. Like, like going back sure. into earlier in the manual, I'm like, oh, this, like it gives me a little bit more description of what this might mean. Just filling okay. in like a couple of blanks. Um, but yeah, it's been just a very fun ride so far. Um, I will say, I think the game is very difficult. Uh, in combat, it has a some. It feels very simple early on, but it has some very, I think, distinct um, difficulty spikes from time to time. Where I'm like, this is insanely hard. Like, holy crap, this went from a very fun adventure to a little Dark Soulsy. Uh, but a great thing about the game, in my opinion, is it also has. Some, wondrous amounts of accessibility options that you can like mm-hmm. turn on and off um very easily very quickly and it, there's no penalty for doing so and so without getting into like too spoilery but like i went into like the west bell tower area um uh-huh. with the alligators and i just could not could not could not get by them so i just flipped on a little switch worked my way through cut it back off continued on my way and didn't have to go back through them again. Cause I found like a new, like um, short area spot and kind of just yep. went from there. And I was like, wow, I appreciate that. I don't have to beat my head against a wall here for hours on hours. Uh, and then it was very soon after that, I was flipping through the manual and I was like, Oh wait, I can level my character up. Huh? Yep. I'm sure that would yep. have helped. Um, and it's one of, it's, a thing where the more you continue looking back at the manual and like, like not skimming over it, but really reading, I'm like, Oh, I am learning things I didn't know at all before. And it makes you feel not foolish in a bad way at times, but, and, but kind of foolish, like, Oh wait, I need to like actually start reading this because sometimes you get pages and they mean nothing to you. Like sometimes you'll get a map and I'm like, what does this mean? Like, I have no idea where that is. I have yep. not been there. Um, I guess they'll be good in the future. But on the back of that map, there's also instructions of like, oh, this is what this enemy does. And like, oh, good way to counter it, too. Yep. Um, and so the game, the game, it feels like is having fun with you. Just kind of like, a, hey, like this feels like a useless piece of paper that you just got. But turns out it is the key to your like um, safety in this next yeah. area, even though yeah. like the first page that you see has nothing to do with where you're at. Um, but so far, I mean, it's just, it's a phenomenal game. I think it's very well designed again, a couple of difficulty spikes, but you can easily like skirt around those if you wish. Um, and I'm just really, really, really enjoying it. Um, I think it is an absolute hit. Uh, and I think everyone uh, should give it a go uh, because it is a delight to play. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it definitely is like um, using the comparison of Death's Door, like Death's Door in a sense is like Death's Door is aimed at telling a story and being mm-hmm. more of like a in a way kind of like a souls like sort of experience um as opposed to this which it feels very much more like a zelda experience Mm -hmm. even though they do have very similar styles and perspectives um yeah it's definitely like the big draw here is the the mystery and the puzzle and like all of that kind of stuff um the combat's fine it's you know nothing like incredible and you know it's just i mean again like an old zelda where you're just yeah slashing your sword you're doing your thing you're just you have a you're, shield and um, um you're trying not to get hit <laughs> yeah um yeah it's um but no i'm i'm really enjoying it um it took me like it took me a little like f- i would say maybe like an hour or so to like get into it um it that because the beginning is like in a way kind of off-putting just because you are very like it is very mysterious, it like what in, even like you're supposed to do cold. and how you're, yeah. Um, so, you know, if you're thinking about picking it up, give it, give it a little bit of time to get going. Let yourself like get acclimated to some of what's going on and then kind of make that, that judgment. But no, I'm enjoying it. I am, um, 
I won't spoil people or you because you, I think I'm further than you are. Um, but there's um, you. It sounds like you're in the first. Like there's the two uh, things you're supposed to be so like, I, I've, solving. I've done the two, and I have one of the three of the next. Okay. Okay. So um, I I finished. I'm on the third of the three. Gotcha. Of the, yeah. So I'm, 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 I'm trying right. to get the second one right now. So okay, good deal. Um, okay, yeah, sweet. I'm liking it. Um, oh, I, may I have will to... say, sorry, I will say, uh, like, while I'm also playing in the manual, when you discover to do something, I'm like, I wonder if I do this thing next to these other things that I don't know yep. what they do, if that will do anything. And sure enough, I would say almost every other time when I do it, I'm like, it does something at something. I'm yeah. like, wait, this is this is fun. And yeah, I find yeah. myself doing that a ton of like, okay, I know I can do like two or three things. If I do this, like what's going to happen. Right. And, Try it um, out. All else yeah. fails. <laughs> if all else fails, but, I'm just like, okay, I don't know the skill yet, but yeah, now yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, definitely it may be worth having like once it's all said and done, it may be worth having like a little spoileries, I cozy so. arcade spoileries to just kind of like, dive through because i am interested in like seeing some of the because i have still like there is like there's some secrets and stuff that i've come across mm-hmm. that have made like that i'm still like even though in the game itself like i feel like i'm creeping towards the end i like they're there's still like secrets that I'm coming across this. Like I have no clue what even this is about. Like, yeah. I don't even know what I'm supposed to do with this. Um, I think I know so, cause I have no idea what to do with those either. I'm like, what is your purpose? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you um, exist? Yeah. So, so yeah, it's fun. I'm liking it. Um, Corey, have you played, have you been playing any more cyberpunk? Um, no. Uh, well, yes and no. <laughs> so we had our last discussion. I think I played yep. a couple more hours of it after, and then I'm just like, I just don't enjoy this. Maybe it's just the phase of life okay. I'm in as well. I don't want to drive around this mundane open world, in my opinion, okay. and yep. um, do a bad first-person shooter. Because, again, it's not a good first-person shooter. Yeah. Also, it's just, I don't know, just, um. I think it's a mix of it's not my cup of tea. And also I just don't think it's that good of a game, unfortunately, yeah. uh, because I truly did love the Witcher three and right. I had high expectations for cyberpunk coming from CD project red, even after, you know, all the mess that came with its release. Um, yeah. so it's kind of sad. It's one of those things I think I really wanted to like. Um, but, uh, yeah, haven't, Kind of set it down. I'm like, I think uh, I've played enough of it. I'm sitting at like 12, 13 hours of gameplay. And I'm like, I'm yeah, I'm okay with putting this down. I just don't okay. think it's for me. Yeah. And it could be. I mean, not every game's for everybody. Could be a timing thing. I mean, yeah. that, was, that was my first experience with The Witcher was, I mean, yeah. I played through, I played through a decent, like, I played through the entirety of the like Red Baron, uh, quest line yeah, and stuff my first time through mm-hmm. um and just set it down and just like was not in the groove for it um ended up picking it up like a couple of years later starting over and loved it yep. so i don't know um who knows yeah i i bought cyberpunk and am just it didn't really seem because w- i'm still playing xenoblade mm-hmm. um tunic came out i was like ah like i don't want to put a bunch of time into all of these different like specifically xenoblade yeah. and cyberpunk having these big games side by side um plus i'm kind of tempted to watch the edge runner anime before yeah. i play the game because they're like it connects to that world so it may mm-hmm. be a little bit more like it may kind of like enrich the experience a little bit more um but i don't know I watched the first episode of the anime. Um, yeah. And yeah, um, it's fun. Um, I, I don't know. I, I have trouble with like super violent, just animation yeah. in general, just because like, it's, 
it's just a strange like dichotomy to me to have like really um like invincible was like that where it's like but invincible you know so good but yeah invincible's great and i like loved invincible but like that was a big barrier to overcome whenever it's like oh like it's superheroes but they're punching each other and like eyeballs are flying out and stuff and yeah, it's the it same kind of experience gory. Where like people are getting, you know, they're getting shot, but it's not like they're just getting shot. Their body's getting shredded into yeah. pieces and like, you know, it's that kind of thing. So I'm like, I I only watched an episode and it's interesting. Yep. Like I'm interested in the story of it, but like that's, that's always like a thing that I have to kind of overcome with that stuff. Fair enough. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I still want to watch it. I need to, need to jump in on that. I've been... Busy with the House of the Dragon, Rings of Power. We finally finished yep. Sopranos and all of that. And now look at you, kind of in a little bit of a okay. What do we watch? What, like, what's going on? Um, but that, that's definitely on the the docket. Yeah, yeah. Um, what else we got, Corey? I've been playing. Have you been playing any more Xenoblade? I have been playing more Xenoblade, and it still is so good. I'm yeah. loving it. Um, are you at the point where you want to give some thoughts on it, or? Yeah, um, I feel like. I mean, I am. I don't know time wise, um, but from what I, mean, I understand, they're about me. seven. Yeah. Um, from what I understand, they're about like seven chapters. Mm-hmm. I'm in chapter four. Yep. Um, so half-ish, at least in yep. story chapter. Again, I don't know. I mean, the last three chapters could be 50 hours each. Who knows? Probably. Um, but I, th- I feel like I'm at a point now where it's like, okay, I have a relatively complete picture of like what I'm going to expect from it. And no, I mean, people have heard me talk about you know i played xenoblade definitive edition earlier in the year um i played i've shared thoughts previously on like xenoblade chronicles 2 um never like super hot about them i liked even xenoblade 2 which was my least favorite Mm -hmm. i liked it just never like it never hooked me and xenoblade definitive edition the story was more interesting to me, but again, it was one of these things where it was like, it never like hooked me. Yeah. Um, Xenoblade three has hooked me in like, in a big way where like I am, I'm in, I'm invested in all of the moving pieces. It's like, I'm invested in the story. I'm invested in the combat system. Mm -hmm. I'm invested in like, albeit some of the side content. Yeah. I say some because like, you know, one of the, um, one of the big drags on Xenoblade games forever has been like just the, the really bad side content where it's just like, it doesn't, doesn't mean anything. It's just, I'm running off and collecting this thing and I'm getting some like useless reward, whatever. Um, it's just padding. And there's some of that, like, some of the quests you run into are like mm-hmm. that, but there's actually some really good side content, namely um, hero content. So yes. yes, like I, I don't know where I was during this whole thing, but like for whatever reason, I came into Xenoblade three, assuming that you only had those starting six classes. Like that was it. Plot twist. And I, yeah, I thought, well, I thought they expanded. I yeah. thought there was like, but like, I just thought like they could switch between those classes, but it's like, no, they're like 20 classes. And there's, I think there's you, more than that. It's like 30. There might be more, but I mean, it's, it's, it's a significant number yeah. of classes and you get each of these classes by, by like, interacting with a quote unquote hero character mm-hmm. um that it effectively kind of like you learn that from and in most cases like some of them are story based like some of them you meet and unlock as you're progressing through the story but there are a lot of them that like like I've been in the process recently of going back a little bit because there were a few that I missed yeah um where like they're effectively like marked on the map over here and they're not like super hard to find. It's just, it's easy to not veer off that direction. Yeah. Um, but some of the content, like it's really neat and also like has 
some connections to your main characters in a lot of cases where it's like, oh, this guy, he was the old commander of a couple of your teammates. And uh, so you're getting a little bit of like backstory for them. You're getting to kind of flesh out this world a little bit more. And it's like, it's interesting in that regard. Um, But yeah, I mean, the, the, it's Xenoblade in the sense that it's Xenoblade. Like it's big, it's open. It mm-hmm. feels very like MMO-esque in its like approach to things. I agree, um, yeah. So if that's like not your thing, then I don't know that that's necessarily going to change it. But like for me, the biggest positive has been the combat is significantly more engaging. Yes. It's a lot more interesting. There's a lot more like effectively customization of how Mm -hmm. you're approaching these things where it's like, okay, I'm going to go into this fight and I'm going to like, I'm going to really be conservative. I'm going to put three healers, Mm -hmm. two tanks, one dude on damage. Like yep. I'm gonna I'm gonna play it safe. Or you can just steamroll in. Just like everybody, everybody has got a sword and we're just going. And like we're just gonna fight them. And you can make those choices and yep. do those things. And you know, the game will effectively like you go in with six attackers, it'll spank your butt and it'll be like, yeah, no, that's not don't do that again. But it's it gives you a lot of flexibility in being able to approach this, build a lot of synergy between these mm-hmm. characters. Um, and that to me is very interesting, is very compelling mm-hmm. and makes it for a much better experience because like, yeah, the, the combat in that style of game can feel kind of dull when you don't, when you're not able to make choices and do things in mm-hmm. meaningful ways, um, which is kind of how I felt the like the last Xenoblade games were that they just didn't give you enough to really sink into. Um, I think Xenoblade two did, but Xenoblade two had other stuff. So, I mean, I I'm still enjoying it a ton. Um, I'm glad you're loving it. And I find my it's going on the class. I think that's where I find the most joy. The story is great. I'm loving the story, but I yeah, find myself yeah. tweaking with the classes so much, like running through the overworld. I'm like, okay, I have a two healer, one tank and three attacks set up big boss fights. I switched to three healers, um, two tanks, one attacker, kind of how you were saying. And like, I find myself yep. just mixing and matching so much and trying uh, the different hero classes and like seeing what works best. And so all of them have, at least a couple of levels and almost every single class at this point, just because I'm like, okay, what's the situation arise for? And the game makes it very easy to switch in and out of the classes as well. It doesn't, yeah. doesn't take you like stopping for the night. It doesn't take you um, like reaching like a, a new level up or anything. You can just do it on the fly. And I find yeah. it very fun, very rewarding to mix with. And the game has been able to keep itself fresh without really changing anything about it. It has just given you the options to make it as fresh as you want it as you play. Yeah. Um, I do find myself mainly playing as the primary character or what you could call the lead character. I think all the, all of the main party gets, I think a lot of spotlight and a lot of time to shine in the cutscenes. but there is kind of, uh, the main dude, I find myself primarily playing as him. Uh, though okay. I do, I do switch around uh, plenty. Um, but he, it, it's one of those things where like it feels the most right playing as him, just in my opinion. Um, yeah, it's just me. And those, that's kind of where I'm at with the game. Loving it. I'm gonna. I aim to maybe beat it by Ragnarok. We'll okay. see. That's. I mean. It's a month out. Yeah. That's entirely okay. possible, yeah. but who knows? We'll um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm really enjoying it. I, you know, I'm having to, I'm having to condition myself to not like engage with every single side activity and yeah. stuff just because like, you know, I know internally not every, not every side activity is going to be super meaningful. So pick and choose, mm-hmm. go with it. Um, 
but yeah, I'm I'm really excited to kind of the story has I'm not sure where you are, but like the story definitely starts picking up in I mean the story in general like it has a really good start and there's a lot of like compelling mm-hmm. things but like the the mystery of it really starts clicking in like in you know the chapter 2 chapter 3 yeah. range and you start getting more of those crumbs um so it makes me a lot more interested in figuring out okay like what is actually okay. what's this about okay. like who is this character? Why am I seeing this person? What is this thing? Like, right. um, so yeah, I'm enjoying it. Nice. Very good. Sweet. Like it. Yeah, dude. Sure. Um, yeah. Uh, next Corey, uh, multiverses. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah. Hit no, me with it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I played, a, I played, a, um, uh, who was it? I, I don't, Rick, Rick and Morty are in the game now. Um, I think Rick Morty. is the one that came into it. Um, Rick's been there. Um, honestly, like I'm just like, I'm weirdly kind of excited for Overwatch 2, which comes out, um, tomorrow next week. Uh, no, Tuesday, I think Tuesday, the okay. fourth. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, I don't know, but it's, if you didn't have got, Overwatch one, you are screwed. Yeah. They, they did talk about the fact that Overwatch, um, if, if Basically, like if you've played Overwatch one, even just a little bit, like one game, you will have access to all of the mm-hmm. starting heroes out of the gate. Um, if you have not, you will effectively have to play like 150 games before you unlock Everything. all of them, mm-hmm. um, which is like ridiculous. I understand the logic of like, how do I like traverse the, because like some of the characters like, Hammond slash Wrecking Ball yeah. can be tough conceptually to kind of like I mean, figure out like yeah. some of that stuff. Like I get it, but it is kind of like a, I can imagine it being a frustrating thing where like, okay, I'm going to pick this up and I'm going to go, I'm going to, I've seen people rocking as Doomfist and I'm going to go. And yeah. that's like, well, you got to play like a hundred games before you get there. I hate, I hate that. I hope you, hope you like uh soldier 76, soldier 76, <laughs> um, which I do actually. I did really enjoy um, soldier 76. He's it's, a really good um, hero. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I mean, the stuff that I'm hearing about it though is people being like, yeah, like you look past that stuff, it's better Overwatch. Yeah. So if that's the case, <sighs> I don't know, Corey. Maybe I'm playing Overwatch again. Maybe so. Maybe I don't know. I might as well. Should we play games? I don't know. Should we? Should yeah. we? It's more yeah. I mean, I, I want to. It's just one of those things as well of just man, Blizzard sucks. But Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we can just like put some duct tape over their logo. Yeah. And just on the print. TV screen every time it shows. Pretend it doesn't exist. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Corey, you um you wanted to talk. What else have you been playing? You uh, wanted to talk about something. So, uh another game came out this week that I picked up, uh FIFA twenty three. Um what? And I would like to give just a little window into it because I do play a fair bit of FIFA. Um yes, 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 yes. Um, it is a good community game for me to play. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so a little background, uh, uh, FIFA, well, EA sports FIFA is coming to an end. Now FIFA 23 okay. is the final EA sports game. They have had the rights to FIFA since I think 2001. Um, maybe before okay. that, I can't remember, um, because Pez did it before and Pez exists still. I am. Sort of, not really. It's like a, a pro Evo football or something like that. It's a free to play game now, and um, it's not okay. that great. Um, but FIFA 23 has come out, and this is its last hurrah uh, before, uh, I guess, either they agree to a new deal with EA, which I don't think they will by every, because I mean, at this point, it's basically like, like FIFA, EA Sports, FIFA 24 isn't a thing. Like, we're not planning on making it. Um, 
or someone else would get the rights, which is the likely scenario. And it feels weird right now playing FIFA 23. Um, this is okay. probably the first time in, I would say, since uh, like FIFA 19 where the game has felt a truly different game coming out. It's kind of been the same thing for a couple of years now. And okay. it's an odd situation where all of a sudden it's like, okay, this is the brand new FIFA. It's the last one we're going to release. And I personally don't think it's that good. It actually feels really bad to play most of the time. Um, yeah. It is going out with a whimper. I think I saw, um, I think it might have been IGN. Uh, that was their quote. I can't remember off the top of my head who said it. Um, okay. But it it's not a gr- good FIFA game, even though so many changes have been made and it feels very different to play. And so you're kind of picking up and trying to relearn how it is, but so much of it feels unlike gamer friendly. Come okay. like for people who have played FIFA for years, I've talked with some of them. Some people are like, "Yeah, it's not that like it's really different," and I like that. And I don't know if I like all the changes, but it's great to be able to play. Like I just enjoy playing a soccer game. I have other friends okay. who are just like, "This is like dog water." Like I'm gonna play it <laughs> because I mean I'm a clown. It's the only I'm, thing there is. Yeah, I'm one of those clowns too. Um, <laughs> but it, it's one of those things. It feels like I'm getting a bad taste in my mouth going out with this right now they're like they do make changes throughout uh with updates where they like tweak a lot of stuff but for like what's been put out as this initial product i mean we were playing the other night with a couple of friends and we were all just beating our head against the walls like what are, what are we doing wrong like we've played mm-hmm. this game for years now and yes this is a very different version of what's been released but like it shouldn't like i should be able to complete a pass i should be able to take two triples forward with the ball without it being like taken from me. Like that is, yep. you know, that is how soccer works. Like these things happen. And so much. And so often you are just running into like a brick wall of like, I don't understand what this game is like aiming for me to like try and accomplish. Like how am I supposed to play like this game? And it feels so again, like non user-friendly non-gamer friendly because i mean all of it was all of us just five people just like what what are we doing wrong like what's happening we're all trying different things and nothing's coming off um and so uh this is from a huge soccer lover um it it feels kind of bad with it going out like this i hope they make some tweaks for it i'm excited to see whoever picks it up because they'll be essentially building their own game from the ground up. Um, We've talked about before a lot of sports game uses old code and build on that over and over and over again. So it'll be nice to see someone starting fresh. I'm sure it will also be bad for a bit as they try to figure it out. Um, But first, what is arguably one of like the best selling games across the world, one of the biggest games across the world, it doesn't feel good with this being it's you know sunset um okay granted it's only been out a couple of days um there's plenty of time for it to change but so far i'm just like this just this kind of sucks <laughs> not this kind of sucks this this does <laughs> suck <laughs> like i'm not having a good time <laughs> yeah and that's like it's a tough place to be when like you just kind of have to I mean, it's it's kind of the the challenge of monopolies in any state of mm-hmm. thing. Like you know, with our house system, like you know, whenever we run into somebody that's like they're the only ones who do this, yeah. they can be as bad at their job as they want, yeah, because they know there's nobody else, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the same kind of thing. Is like I doubt, like I doubt developers are sitting there actively being like, yeah, let's just make a shitty game but like it is a disappointing thing when it's like well this is all we have like this is just i mean we have to play this or we just don't get one and you know i guess you guys could be playing mario strikers we did play mario strikers and that's not that good either well (laughs) hold on i don't want to mario strikers i think is a good game it just has nothing going for it if that makes sense it's so difficult to play online you can't play with a lot of friends online 
it only has one game mode. It's one of those things where it's like, there's room for Mario Sharkers to be really good. They just didn't do that because its core gameplay, I think, is pretty solid. Um, truly, yeah. Um, but like with FIFA right now, like I can go and I can do regular online matches. I can do pro clubs, quote unquote, where a bunch of you and your friends, you make a club and you play like seasons together to try to get promoted and to hire more competitive leagues, essentially like bronze. It's not bronze, like silver, gold, but it's like division 10, division yep. nine, so on and so forth. I can do a career mode offline where like I take over like a team and I get to see like how good I can make them. I can make my own player career. You know, there's lots of options to do. And I th- there's also ultimate team. How can I not talk about ultimate team? It is the biggest cash grab in sports or not in sports, <laughs> but in, in video games. Yep. Um, but if, you know, strikers had more than just play match and, Oh, you can only play, I think like one-on-one or two-on-two online. You can't do like a full four V four. I don't think, okay. um, which really sucks. Um, it would be infinitely better, uh, but they just don't have that. And hmm. it will be again, good for, I'm hoping FIFA like partners with maybe a couple of different studios to create games, or they'll probably just do one and it'll be a monopoly all over again for another like 20, 30 years. Um, yep. But I really would like to see them make some bold changes and some like some bold moves with whoever picks it up next because the they are getting a clean slate essentially because they are coming off of essentially what was four years of the same game being released to all of a sudden like the last game very different change isn't always good and this time it wasn't and so they get a pretty like free layup to like hey go and like take some risks take some changes uh, make some changes and kind of make it your own game and see if like you can like get a hit. And I'm excited to see what that is. It's just, it kind of sucks that it has to go this way. Yeah. And sometimes that's the, like, sometimes that's the best thing. Like, yeah. you know, at least you, because given the option between, well, we never see this again or somebody else takes a shot and yeah. like, does their own thing. I mean, you know, I wish that for plenty of different IPs, not just yeah. like sports stuff, but I mean, like somebody could make another Sly Cooper game if they wanted. Doesn't have to be Sucker Punch. Oh, Doesn't even it. have to be what, uh, what, who made the fourth one? Sanzaru, I think is who they were. Um, yeah. it was like, doesn't have to be them. Just somebody. Let's go. <laughs> it was like the fourth Jack though, that came out. That wasn't that good. Um, and everyone yeah. was like, oof, but the fourth Sly was pretty good. And everyone's like, okay, I can get behind this. I don't, to be honest, I don't even trust Naughty Dog at this point to make Ooh. another Jack and Daxter. No. Because that game Sadly. would be rough. Not rough in that it doesn't play well, rough in that it will make me cry. Yeah. I guarantee. <laughs> Jack dies in the first five minutes and you play the remaining game as the Ocelot Daxter. Yep. That would be not fun. So, Sanzaru made uh, their most recent notable thing was the Spyro Reignited trilogy. I thought so, that was uh, Bob's for Toys or Toys for Bob. Developed by, yeah, it says Toys for Bob. Maybe they were just a well, part what of the did team. they do? They probably just helped out. Yeah, it says their game was what? What in the world? Sorry. Is this? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> even mention them. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to look at the development. Hold on. This is, maybe, this is too interesting to ignore now. Maybe they were just brought in as like a side development team. We want maybe. you to design the gems. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That was weird. Huh. Do you have anything else you would like to talk about, Corey, as I sleuth this out on the internet? Um, Game-wise, uh, trying to think, not too much. Uh, again, oh, wait, A Plague Tale um, Requiem 
is coming um, in like two weeks, October 18th, I believe. Uh, Um, And I'm super excited for that. Uh, I'm working, also still working through my uh, Heart Gold replay now on my DS. I'm at the fourth gym. Um, Man, what a good, that, this might be like the pinnacle of like a Pokemon game. Um, I am. The, these DS like re-releases. Um, but also gets me that's much more excited for uh, Scarlet and Violet. So, yeah. Yeah, dude. Um, Which also comes out in like a month and a half. Yeah. Uh, Other than that, I am on the final book of Wheel of Time and I am approaching I am approaching like the chapter, like the climax of the uh, series. Uh, It's a 200 page chapter that I'll find time to read at some point. Uh, But it it is, I I mean, the title of the chapter is like the last battle. And I'm like, yeah, no, this is it. There's like a hundred pages after this. Like this is the climax. Then I have the resolution. And so it's a little bittersweet right now. Uh, I'm very excited for it, but uh, that also might have to be a little, uh, a bonus episode. Very nice. Um, I also did sleuth this up. Um, apparently Sanzaru or Toys for Bob outsourced a lot of the development for the third Spyro, Year of the Dragon. The worst on the one. Reignited trilogy. Um, and apparently Sanzaru did a lot of the development specifically for the Year of the Dragon gotcha. remake in okay. that trilogy. Um, which apparently was like I haven't played any of the Reignited trilogy. Um the first one is best. It's so good. It's yeah. it's the simplest. It has yeah, yeah. but that's just is what makes it the best. Yeah. Um but at least looking through this apparently for a while Toys for Bob was getting dragged for how like not good the year of the dragon remake was in comparison to the first two. And then people were like, did you not look at the credits? Mm. Uh, they didn't make it. Yeah. Somebody. <laughs> so yeah. apparently it's not, it apparently there are reasons it's, for why maybe it's not as good. It's not that good. The first one's the best. Yeah. Two is really good, but three was not good. Yeah. That's the one where you can play as like a, a bunch, bunch of different characters. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and also can ride a skateboard because Spyro's cool like that. Yeah, boy. Um, well, Corey, uh, do you have anything else for us this week? Uh, no, I don't. I think that that is that is my gaming history of the week. Uh, you got anything else? Not that I know of. Um, okay. Yeah. Next week, uh, we who knows what's going on. We. Um, We'll probably have been playing a lot of the same stuff, but I plan on coming hot and heavy with some Overwatch 2, I'm sure. Um, yeah, that'll probably be what next so week is, Overwatch 2. That's going to be, expect a retrospective on a lapsed, um, high-level Moira player. Yeah. Um, seeing how I do now that, because from what I understand, Moira is very different. Yeah. <laughs> she well, used to be, um, it is weird so. for me having, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say like, I'm super deep into Splatoon three, but I still been playing like plenty of Splatoon three, like just some drop in mm-hmm. matches, yeah. like hanging out playing. Yeah. And I am running the risk of like, okay, if overwatch two is actually really good, am I just going to like hop off Splatoon three? That doesn't feel fair to it. Um, so I'm in a weird spot with that. Um, update to yeah. come. Yeah, who knows? I mean, um, Splatoon for me is very much like a, it's a good palette cleanser multiplayer mm-hmm. game because it is so like, because even Overwatch, like Overwatch being Overwatch, like it it has a lot of unique aspects, but it, and it's, I mean, it's still a shooter. It's still yeah. very, you know, and Splatoon has a lot of like unique DNA to it. Um, that allows it. Plus, I mean, if you if you haven't played it, the story mode in Splatoon games actually is pretty solid. So it's also it's worth checking. Story, yeah, so, um, yeah, might be worth it. Um, I haven't played. I've played a little bit of the Splatoon three story, but also too, if you, I think if you finish the story, you'll get some gear and stuff that oh, you can use for multiplayer. Cool. So yeah, maybe worth it. And like a badge or something. I don't oh, know what. Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, Corey, if that's all, 
Uh, where can people find you this week uh, when they're looking to find you? Um, please go and find me over on the Instagram at uh, oh, yeah. hash slinging thrasher. That's my that's my handle, or over on Twitter at stay thrashy. But as always, and most importantly, follow our Twitter page uh, arcade underscore cozy. Um, yeah, boy. Where can our peeps find you, Mister Cruz? You can find me at Four Point Pixel on Instagram. You can find me at Swiss Von Joe on Twitter. You can find us Arcade Cozy on Instagram as well. Um, you can also email us arcadecozy at gmail.com. Yeah. Questions, concerns, comments, um, considerations, Thoughts, theories, conspiracy Thoughts theories, and feelings, um, and uh, intro outro music. Johnny Be Good. Johnny as be always. Good. Um, yeah, Corey. I look forward to hearing. Your thoughts on the updated? Who is your who is your big main in uh, uh, Diva? Diva was my Diva primary yeah, character. Who, who you were. Yeah, I had a lot of. I ended up with a lot of support. Like my, I think my top five were like Moira, Brigida, and Zenyatta. I think <laughs> I think those were like my I, like. I'm trying to think, I played a, a lot of Diva, a fair amount of Reinhardt. Yeah. Um, and oof. um ash when ash dropped i played a lot of ash mm. as like a sharpshooter um yeah. i'm pretty good with ash um yeah. those were my kind of three mains uh yeah. occasionally was uh i would say a sneaky uh sneakily good junk rat player but he's so oh, yeah. um specialized or like situationized character like he only really works on like very specific maps in a very specific corner of like maps but he can just wreck you yeah. in my opinion in those setups um but i was pretty good with junk rat um, yeah also like how confidently you use the word situationalized um thank you i've been <laughs> expanding my <laughs> vocabulary um yeah also, I played a lot of Reaper and a lot of Zarya too. You played a so, lot of Reaper, mm, a lot. I did play a lot of Reaper. Reaper. I you were a really Reaper. good Reaper. Um, yeah, I liked Reaper a lot. Um, yeah, who knows? I'm I'm we'll kind see. of excited about it. Okay. I shouldn't be, but I am. Yeah. Um, so we'll see yeah. next week, everybody. This has been Arcade Cozy. I'm Sectic. Why should your hobbies be too, too perfect? Love you guys. Yay! Bye.